from Relevant Magazine. It's the Relevant Podcast. So lift up your voice and sing out his praise. It's Christmas. Boy, is the king rejoice in the day. It's Christmas. Make a joyful sound. It's Christmas. Let his praise resound. It's Christmas. It's the week of Black Friday, November 25th. 2011, and this is The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando studios, where it's about 80 degrees outside, Horrible. Um, is uh, the kind of the, the normal crew, finally back intact. Uh, Maya Strang. Hi, everybody. Josh Lewin Loveless. Hey, people. On the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. And our illustrious producers, Manning the Ones and Twos. Chad Michael Snaver. Hello, friends. Can we get that Skype line sponsored by Subway or something? <laughs> and I, on the Subway Skype line. Yeah. I from, just, well, actually, <laughs> it should be the Virginia Tourism Board because I keep giving their little plug it, to right, the land Virginia's for Lovers. It just like, feels like an obvious right. place to make some money. That's all. And on the Virginia Land for Lovers Skype line <laughs> from Loverland, I don't know. Who, who, yeah, who exactly would we pitch that to, though, in government? Uh, Colonial Williamsburg. <laughs> They're just down the road. I will. I will give them a drive. I'll just drive up there and PO make box. the offer in person. Well, because they don't have email, so you have to drive up and and just offer them. You They'd to, be like, yeah, what? It, it, yeah you, on a scroll or something. Like, they what, prefer Pony Express. What's a podcast? Is what they say. <laughs> they think you're talking about peas. <laughs> um, we, we have a great podcast here for you today. Uh, if you can't tell uh, from the music at the beginning, it's a very festive occasion. We're recording this thinking of those of you standing in line. The, the what is it? The hurled hur- masses. What is it? What's huddled. Huddled masses. Yeah. Huddled masses braving the cold and the early morning Wait, temperatures. You, you don't think it's 80 degrees where these people are? It might be if they're listening. I've spent most of my life here, so I just assume Florida. it's like this everywhere. It's short sleeve I think they'll be under the, the dawn's red glare. <laughs> uh, wait. Waiting, uh, waiting for your, you know, ten percent off at at Kohl's. Mm-hmm. Um, no, thank you. Speaking of hey, Kohl's, hey, by the way, have you seen that Kohl's commercial? Yes, <laughs> yes, thank you. And now that darn song is in my head. So, so I yeah. love it. I, I Kohl's just got all my business. Everyone's getting a, anyone that I get, getting a present for is getting a present from Kohl's so, now. So what they're talking about is the Kohl's uh, Black Friday commercials. Uh, the, this kind of cheesy, uh, funny approach. This lady is uh, doing a Kohl's version of Rebecca Black's Friday song. Oh, I've missed it. It's that. Black Friday, Black Friday. Really? And then yeah. she's like, and I can't get this song stuck out of my head. Something that rhymes with Friday. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So this this whole thing. So. So you guys like it? No. God, no. It's horrible. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay. No, 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 it's the greatest right. ad ever. <laughs> it's because it's so self-aware, for one, right, right. but it also works on two levels because it's Rebecca Black Friday. Right. But see, I saw it last night, and oh, I turned, turned to my I wife and said, I will never, ever, ever think of shopping at Kohl's that's, again. Well, I never would anyway, but that's right. what I'm seeing on Twitter is that people are saying, like, I will never support a, a company that's done this. Right. Like, but, but, but just I, like I I'm will. more like Jesse. I kind of think I appre- I appreciate the self-aware irony of it. Exactly. And, and and but let's be honest. The people, not to disparage cold shoppers, but I mostly think it's a place where women buy pantsuits. <laughs> so they probably don't even know about the Rebecca Black song. And just think it's a cutesy commercial. <laughs> like it's where Leslie Nope shops. 
<laughs> the woman I hate on TV the most right now is the woman in the Target commercials. Oh, oh Karen I, loves that. No, I, I literally said I to her just, last night, I go, they perfectly wanna, cast that. That I yeah. just want to do awful, horrible things. She seems Target crazy. Her. Like, legitimately, but, like, yeah. I love how crazy, crazy she is. She's bananas. Yeah. I don't like her. Well, I was going to say, I will never buy one of those. I wasn't good anyways, but those Fiat cars because I'll never, because Jennifer Lopez, who wants to buy anything she supports? Okay. So American (laughs) Music Awards, American Music Awards was on this last week. I think Maya's put J-Lo on blast. J-Lo performed and she she drove out in her Fiat. She did not. Yeah. I didn't see that. Really? Yeah. I saw her dancing. Yeah. It's part of the performance. So in some weird Britney Spears 2003 outfit. What's the hate about though, Maya? She's Jennifer Lopez. I'm on my streets in Brooklyn by a Fiat. I don't think so. Well, I mean, it's just not believable. I mean, it's not good I brand alignment. So. I mean, we know. I mean, she's in the commercial. First of all, she doesn't buy a car. Second of all, she does. It's going to be like 50 times bigger than a Fiat. That's what I'm saying is bad brand alignment because it is not believable that a megastar like Jennifer Lopez is driving around Brooklyn by herself in a Fiat. It's just Where's not believable. Where's her going to go? Well, it's not safe. It's what about Eminem rocking the GM? But see, I can see that because yeah, it's kind of a pimp daddy car. I could see him rocking a 300. It would be his like everyday car. Do you think Eminem pimps ladies? Is that why you said mm-hmm. that? Yeah. So Coles. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Cole commercial. It's Friday. <laughs> Black Friday. <laughs> yeah. So it is officially, this podcast is for you. Mm-hmm. The huddled masses mm-hmm. who are clamoring, trying to not get trampled as you go into Walmart uh, to get the $500 HD TV. Uh, for four seventy five, <laughs> instead of four ninety nine. No, actually, Walmart. I saw they had a ten eighty fifty inch ten eighty for four ninety nine. Do uh, do people who stand in these lines do they just become down the road? I mean, is this the gateway to becoming a hoarder? I feel like the people that stand in lines for, for no 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 probably off. the uh, extreme couponing show. But no, I've seen that show. They get all that stuff for free, like nine hundred dollars worth of groceries. But that's kind of what Black Friday is about—is the insane deals that you'll never See, get. This I, I bet again. a lot of them are, are putting this junk on Craigslist that afternoon. That's smart. Flip it. So yeah, the, they're flippers. So, so really, these are smart business people. Maybe aren't flippers the teeth that uh, young children wear who are in pageants? Anybody? Anybody? No. Nope. I think you're nope. the only Nobody. one that watches okay. that show, Josh. All right, good. Just yeah, just, you're you're just you sufficiently creeped us out. Yeah, that is that's a new level. Of I could creep. use a podcast listener too, just to post something on the uh, episode uh, feedback page, uh, just backing me up on the flippers. No. Yeah. Nobody. Okay. Fine. So uh, all that to say, uh, we're recording this for you, those of you driving around on Black Friday, standing in lines, needing to kill time. We will help you kill time. Uh, we have a, actually a good podcast. We have uh, artist Sarah Jaffe coming up later. And then we have a, a thematic game. Uh, it's Thanksgiving week. I know you're listening to this. It's after Thanksgiving, but it's still Thanksgiving week. Mm-hmm. So we have a, 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 a themed game that Jesse and Chad came up with. So, you know, you won't want to miss that. But up first, our entertainment releases. Not much coming out because it's the week after Thanksgiving. Um, Deus Vale is coming out with Four Shepherds and Kings. Is that a Christmas album? It is, and it's very good. Uh, movie- I don't feel like it's for me, though. I, I feel like they've really clearly it's made just- it specific about who it's for. It's Four Shepherds and Kings <laughs> I don't only fit in <laughs> either of those It's a very specific yeah. listener base they're going for. Yeah. Uh, movie release is coming out on Friday, December 2nd. Answers to Nothing, starring Dane Cook. Hmm. And uh, Outrage, starring Takeshi Kitano. So apparently... 
Not much coming out. Not much. Which is interesting. I would imagine Thanksgiving week would have a lot of great films. It's the week out. after it's, Thanksgiving. I know, but Thanksgiving that's week people, has the Muppets. But people have. Uh, I don't know. It feels like they would have some. Okay, as of right now, forty-two reviews in. As the time we're recording this, the Muppets has a hundred percent fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Nice. Wow. And. We interviewed them on RelevantMagazine.com. <laughs> Did the interviewer run into the conflict that we discussed on the podcast that liter- that, that, that essentially you are talking to a guy lying on the floor? Uh, yeah, it was Carl Kozlowski, our LA entertainment writer. Uh, we had a one-on-one with Jason Siegel, right. Amy Adams, uh, Kermit, and Miss Piggy. Mm-hmm. And I did not ask Carl, and I, I, I will follow up, Jesse, and find out for you, did he look below the dress? <laughs> <laughs> oh, not. No, below, not under. Not mm-hmm. big difference. No. I'm talking about no. Miss Piggy. Big difference. Not, it, not yeah. Amy Adams. There's, right. Not, <laughs> I'm not okay inside right now. I don't want to see this movie. You're gonna see it. It's a hundred percent. Rotten about Tomatoes has never steered us wrong. Never. Yes, it has. When has Rotten Tomatoes steered us wrong? Kumar. We can Harold. go with Harold and Kumar's <laughs> Christmas. Said it was fresh. Was not. Yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs> Yeah, so um, we were on a date night, which we don't go on as often as we'd like. No, and it we doesn't were- matter the movie. When you're on a date night, you don't go out very often. You'll see whatever. Whatever. And yeah. I, we weren't in the mood for J. Edgar because mm-hmm. everybody said it was boring. Yeah. Right? And so we're like, ah, we'll see a movie, a uh, comedy. So this is this weekend, and we go and buy the tickets, and they were $14 each. And I'm like- I saw your tweet about Are you <laughs> freaking kidding me? I, yeah. I was making a stand. I'm telling my I was indignant. We will never come back to this theater. I knew immediately. He, he, he goes, look around. It's the last time you'll yeah. be I here. I said, soak it in because <laughs> you're never seeing this lobby again. I'm like, $14 a ticket. Are you kidding me? We're just yeah. in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. So anyway, and then we're sitting there. I'm tweeting while the movie's waiting to start. I'm mad. I'm like, America, you know, and... Uh, <laughs> And, uh, and then all of a sudden, the movie comes on. Everything's out of focus. And I'm like, oh, crap. I look around. I'm like, everyone's glasses it's on. It's a 3D movie. <laughs> no, oh, then that's somewhat reasonable. Yeah. Sorry. Dang and, it. and then you're to, like, that's actually a pretty good deal. Yeah. yeah. Off to get the glasses. That's less than I paid for Avatar. So. <laughs> 30 bucks for Harold and Kumar. Yeah. That's amazing. Uh, exactly. Do not see it. Do not see it. Uh, it was awful. It was offensive in every way. Realized that Maya and I like those silly comedies because we watched them late night on TBS. Right. Very And edited. it's a very they different movie comedy. on TBS sure. than when you see it in the theater. Yeah. So. Good to know. Now. Little Cameron grew up that night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, okay. So that's it for your entertainment releases. Stay tuned. Up next, Slices. Come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. And outside the snow is falling, friends are calling you. Come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. Giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, let's go. You're listening to She and Him. The song is Sleigh Ride. It's from their uh, new Christmas album, A Very She and Him Christmas. Zooey. It's playing right now on Relevant FM. Uh, I actually I bought that LP, mm-hmm. and it's uh, when I bought it. The guy at the record store, he's like, "You might have problems with this. We've had some problems with the pressings and stuff." And I get it home, and I'm like, "Okay, well, that's cool for him to tell me, you know." But anyway, I get it home, and it's um, you pull the record out, and it's some of the vinyls are colored, right? Mm-hmm. You know, white mm-hmm. or whatever. This one was red, but it was see-through red, like real plasticky and kind yeah. of flimsy. And then put it on, and it's like, I mean, like that really overlaid over really? the thing. It's really bad, so we returned it, but. 
Did you get another one that worked? No, no, no. I, I asked him, like, you know, was it just a bad batch? And yeah. he's like, dude, we've had like four different shipments and every one of them is... And I'm like, well, maybe they shouldn't have printed it on plastic. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like... Weird. It's yeah. hard to make Zoe's voice bad, but... Yeah, so I just kept a little digital download card. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, for the hassle. Yeah, for the hassle. I had to drive back. Yeah. It was around the corner. Uh, <laughs> at the beginning of the podcast, you heard Hillsong with Born is the King from their Christmas album, Born is the King. Hmm. Okay, it's time for Slices. What do you have, Jesse? Well, I, I have a, a two for today. The first one is pretty short. Um, if you're like me, you've run into this situation many, many times. You are looking to buy some ham, but you got no money. <laughs> Who's been there? Ham been there. bone. Ham yeah. bone's been there. <laughs> Hashtag ham bone. Yeah. Um, well, according to consumerists, at least one honey baked ham they found is offering layaway this holiday season. <laughs> That's so, ridiculous. so you find the perfect ham. Mm-hmm. I'm just recap. I'm, I'm picturing what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. You yeah. find the perfect ham. You go in there. Oh, I love this ham. This is perfect for family. Yeah. I'd like to put this on layaway. You come back three weeks later, and you get your rancid meat. Right. Okay. <laughs> well, l- l- luckily, it's so uh, drenched in, in in spices and salts that I mean that you could come. It's it's like a, a Twinkie. You could come back in a hundred years and eat a honey baked ham sandwich and be just fine. So <laughs> it's more authentic to the original Thanksgiving. Where they heavily smoked heavily and cured smoked, their yeah. meats. Who they, does? Who goes to those stores? I don't. I the think old people. Ham. I think stores. old people. Have you had a honey baked ham sandwich? I've not. I mean, I they sell them at the grocery store, right? We're not sixty five years old. Jo- Josh, <laughs> let me let me just say, let me just say something. If you go if you go to honey baked ham to get a honey baked ham sandwich, you will be coming. You will be going back. Okay, so you can go for just so if if, yeah, if I need to leave so the office much. and and go have a, I I just imagine I have to buy like a fourteen pound ham if I leave no there. no no you can just buy the sandwich they oh. do made order sandwiches okay. I don't know if you can put the sandwich on layaway okay <laughs> it's like this looks good but I'm really more in a salad mood can I put this on layaway for tomorrow I'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> I'll, I'll yeah, make sure you don't yeah. sell this. Yeah. I'm coming back for it. That's what I don't understand about. See, I can understand for like if you're at the at the at the store at like a clothing store and you're like, oh man, they might not have my size. I better put this on layaway. I don't want this to get sold. Are is, are you really in danger of the hams being sold out? Like are ha- are honey baked hams in that high demand that layaway is required? You can't just go back and buy it. They do sell out on on Thanksgiving. I do, you know, like you have to yeah, reserve like, your ham you have to reserve him. and all that stuff. But my thing is this, it's less about the scarcity of meat. I mean, cause you can find meat yeah. elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's more like if you can't really afford that level of meat. Just so you see, basically you're saying the honey baked ham layaway is the ultimate economic indicator of yes. the, of the yes. depth of this recession. Yes. Yeah. If you can't afford honey baked ham, maybe, well, Hey, just go to, you know, or get Publix. cheaper meat at Publix or something. That's what you should be doing. That's a grocery than, store here in Orlando. You're, ha- you're having a bologna. You're having a bologna Thanksgiving. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Turkey. Well, Turkey okay. So that's the first slice. I just thought it was funny. Um, <laughs> well, if anyone's planning on traveling to Pakistan, they might want to be careful at what words they are text messaging. The Pakistan government has just released a list that totals over a thousand words that are banned that'll be filtered out if you're text messaging them. Now, I'll admit, half of these aren't even words. They're more like phrases, and it pretty much just looks like they downloaded Urban Dictionary and put everything on there and said, you, I'm pretty sure Hambone's on that list. Right. Is the like phrase, it's, ju- it's just really juvenile little sayings that like, no one would actually text, but are hilarious when you read them in a list. Are you going to read it? Such them? as? 
I, well, I, I, because this is a family show, I can't read those. But I will read some other ridiculous uh, words that ended up on that list. Um, you can't uh, uh, text the words tongue, stupid, idiot, public, murder, joints, fairy, drunk, devil, deposit, crap, athlete's foot, taxi, <laughs> All those are also on the list. Okay, I'd wow. like to go in with Jesse on this slice because <laughs> it was mine as well. You also can't text uh, hostage, flatulence, monkey crotch, Wu-Tang, <laughs> and Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. Barf is on there, too. Barf. Yeah. yeah. Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang. Monkey crotch. Monkey crotch and Wu-Tang <laughs> have been ousted. There the- goes all my text messaging. Yeah. Like, literally, what am I supposed to say to people if I can't text those words? God bless America. That's all I have to say. Freedom <laughs> rings. Exactly. Let freedom ring. Wow. That's Pakistan? You said Pakistan. Yeah. I'm you, going- you can't say but either. B-U-T-T. I'm assuming if you just say B-U-T, it's fine. I'm going to uh, Palestine next week. So. Oh, yeah? Do you know what you can text and what you can't text? I, so I'm wondering. I didn't realize there was country-specific text things. Yeah. Rules. So, what about all your friends who get your inappropriate jokes via text? <laughs> like monkey crutch. <laughs> like barf monkey crotch flatulence I need to check the Palestinian travel bureau you to do make, see what you can text and not text yeah. oh the uh, the old PTB <laughs> <laughs> oh there's no honey baked ham there that's off limits <laughs> that is well no, I better put mine on I put mine on layaway for when I get back mm-hmm. yeah see maybe that's why layaway it's like you're traveling to Palestine it's not like you can just buy the meat and take it over there how are how else I mean sure you could buy it and bring it to your house and put it safely in your refrigerator but why not just use the layaway <laughs> They what were, if so? What if your house is burglarized? The first thing they're taking is that ham. Here's the thing I don't get about honey bank ham and layaway. I mean, you can reserve them, right? right? Like you can reserve a turkey. So, so to say that I want to make sure there is a ham mm-hmm. that I can pick up at a certain time for Thanksgiving, no. you can do that. You no, must you, have to pay for it when you order it. But what about it? Oh. Maybe it's like the lobster tank. No, you, like you, I don't you, want to just reserve a lobster. I want to reserve that lobster you may not be able to trust yourself to save the money between that's well say i thought it was just a thing of like i'll just set aside <laughs> yeah. my you know 17 cents a week for four weeks so i can afford some freaking ham i mean how expensive can it be first it's, of all it's not less than a dollar i just did the math oh. that you just put so out so <laughs> you know okay my four dollars a week for a month i don't know it's ham i mean this is not a problem in chad's household but but to, but to maya's <laughs> thing maybe Maybe you have to pay when you reserve you it, when you reserve. so they don't have deserters, people who right. reserved it for and free, and then they don't pick it up. And they, have, yeah. and they have all this extra ham laying around. They got to right. give so, it to the homeless. Yeah, maybe like two days before Thanksgiving, you have to pay in full. Like I think, well, I might have that huge party. I'm going to go reserve thirty hams, and then I just forget about it. Right. Deserters are people that show up to Thanksgiving and only eat dessert. <laughs> <laughs> So, it's a thing. It is a thing. I think you're not allowed what, to text that in Palestine. Just be careful. <laughs> it, what if you only eat the sweet potato with like the marshmallows and cinnamon? Are you a deserter then? Mm. The ambrosia? Or, or the ambrosia? You know what I'm yeah. talking about? That fruit salad with the marshmallows right, all that's up served, in it? That's oh. served with the it's, meal. It's served with the meal. Right. Yeah. Ugh. It's sort of like the pudding at the end of the salad bar. It's technically part of the meal. Mm-hmm. This might be my last podcast. What if I get killed in Palestine? Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm going to the West Bank. I'm going to be jumping the wall. That. I don't, don't receive, receive that. <laughs> Jesus' name. I can't text that, Maya. Oh, oh, gosh. Well, you might want to go enjoy yourself a honey-baked ham before you leave. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be my recommendation. Oh, man. Okay. All right. What do you have, Maya? 
Do I go next? I couldn't remember. Sure. It's been a while. Ladies second. Welcome back. Thank you. Um, so apparently, if you go to Harvard Business School, they now have a class that they teach on marketing of LeBron James. Um, like what not to do? Basically, yeah. Do, do well, you only take it, do you only take it for three quarters of the year? <laughs> <laughs> it's offered in the fourth, just nobody shows up. Nobody shows up. Yes, <laughs> the fourth quarter is a no show. <laughs> yeah. Well, they they go through other um, people, famous people. They go through. They have course or a class on Lady Gaga, um, on the NFL, on Tom Cruise. And um, different different sports and stuff, but a main one of theirs is LeBron James, and they talk about the decision and how the the show horrible the show the decision the decision yeah how horrible it was and how you know from the interview to having the you know the boys and girls club sit there and mm-hmm. you know watch and everything. I just thought it was really interesting that that Harvard is doing that. I don't know if that's a common thing. I mean, it makes sense in the marketing if you're learning. To be in the yeah, you need to world. see successes and failures. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but they like like he was a part like he came in and was a part of it and um, just interesting. Okay, what do you have, Josh? Some uh, PC Magazine has put out the list of the twenty five worst internet passwords that you could have. Um, the uh, <laughs> the number one uh, worst password is uh, password. Uh, in <laughs> case anyone is still out there using that. Uh, number two, it's followed by one, two, three, four, five, six. Apparently, people are still using that. Uh, and if you skip down to number ten, uh, dragon. Is, dragon, uh, yeah, is, dragon is obviously. It's used, all the War of the Warcraft players. Is used on. So <laughs> you expect password. You expect one, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, but in the top ten is dragon. So in case you're trying to break into they someone's know this? computer, they've uh, they searched your in? password. <laughs> uh, number nine is trust no one. The number one. No way. Uh, number eight is let me in. No. Yep. Number seven is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So you add an extra number. <laughs> Clever. Um, and then here it comes up again. And I only bring this up because of our previous um, slice that Mr. Jesse stole from me because he mm-hmm. broke in using my password. Uh, number six is monkey. Monkey. <laughs> Did he break into that your slice sense. folder? Yeah, my computer? slice folder. He. I, I was hacking the mainframe. Did you see a strange van parked outside the office? <laughs> I did. And, and when, it, when, when you looked out the window, it sped away. I was in the back of that hacking the mainframe. You clearly typed in dragon and discovered what my slice was. Dra- so Dragon monkey, I yeah. think, is what, what was the, the secret key there. So the number six most used password is monkey. So if hmm. you have monkey out there... I've never used that as my password. Just What, what is your password? Dragon head. <laughs> mine's, that, mine's monkey crotch. That'll, that'll well. <laughs> now it is. Yeah, you're going to change that. Uh, and then for what it's worth, uh, for those of you name this, you just... And for those of you who aren't, because apparently a lot of you are using this, number 24 is Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Michael's the password. So Really? Yeah. Yeah. Careful. I could see if it was Michael Scott, but just Michael. Yeah, just Michael. So <laughs> I imagine so there's people not named Michael that are using Michael as their password. That's probably Chad's. It is. Because that's his middle name. It's my middle name. Mm-hmm. The uh, Speaking of Michael Scott, I... It, I've been watching a lot of Office reruns for some reason. I don't know why. I usually watch Seinfeld reruns, so I've switched over to Office reruns. And it, it like angers me at how bad things have gotten mm-hmm. because it was so good, you know? But uh, last night, I actually caught the uh, Proposal episode from last season, and from, it was really good. 
Michael was, proposing to Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like that. it actually felt like the characters felt like the old characters. Mm-hmm. Like everything fell in. Was that the candlelight in mm-hmm. the uh, and then the break room? The yeah. fire alarm sprinklers, sprinklers yeah. went off. Did you tear up at all? Not the second time. I did the first time. You did. That's good. <laughs> and, Does anyone else agree that Robert California is is is, is amazingly unfunny? Yeah, he needs to go away. Yeah, they ruined the show. There, the, the Andy is the wrong dynamic to be the hub of that office. I did well, like Robert California in the season finale of last year, right? Or last season, in a little bit, he was so ridiculously yeah. over the top, but he, he is great. not an every everyday character. No. I, I think of it almost like when you watch it, you realize why Seinfeld went down on top. I yeah, I you know what I I just they were so mean to us to t- just dangle this, but in that same last mm-hmm. year. He ran into Jerky, Rick, Ricky, Ricky Gervais. Gervais in the hallway, and Ricky was looking for a job, yeah. and he was also in sales. Yeah. And it was like they just dangled it, and yeah. they should have put him in that slot. Yeah, it would course. have it would have given the show another five, ten years. And when you say they, he should have put himself in that slot because isn't he a part of the they? Isn't he? One yeah, of the I guess he is producers? a producer. I, I think he turned it down. I think they wanted him to, but he said no. Man, I, I think I been, read that. It would have been but really good it, for a couple it, years. Like, do his thing, do a two year arc, and then end the show. End the show. Yeah. You know. I, I was actually thinking about how it's not even like when a show that was great gets bad. It's like when a great show ends and they do a spinoff, which isn't the same show. It's like watching Joey. It is after like watching Friends Joey. Ended. It mm-hmm. is. It's like watching Joey right now. It's that bad. It's like watching Whitney. Oh. <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's the line we can't cross. All right. Well, that'll do it for Slices. Stay tuned. Up next, Sarah Jaffe. listening to David Crowder Band. The song is The First Noel. But it's the last time you'll hear them. It is. Because they're it's breaking true. up. It's true. Somebody uh, tweeted me the other day, Relevant needs to do an article on the David Crowder Band. They will be done as a band in January. I'm like, do you realize we're working on the May issue right now? <laughs> and we were aware. Yeah. And he's in the January issue. Yeah. He's just part of the passion story. Right. So anyway. Um. Sarah Jaffe is a singer-songwriter from Denton, Texas. In 2008, she released her first EP called Even Born Again to critical acclaim. The music on her new album, The Way Sound Leaves a Room, is dark and haunting. Uh, It was released in September as a CD-DVD combo. Uh, The track list varies from ethereal, provoking new material, to covers of Drake's Shut It Down and Cold War Kids' Louder Than Ever. She's toured with the likes of Midlake, Nora Jones, and Lou Barlow. Her very own Heather Meekle recently spoke to her. Here is Sarah Jaffe. went from being, you know, this kid kind of writing lyrics and writing music in your bedroom to, you know, now you're a signed 
artist and, you know, specifically as a folk artist, how did that journey kind of, you know, play out for you? You know, how, how did you come to terms with the fact that kind of a big deal? Well, I mean, I guess for me, it's, I mean, it definitely has been a journey, I would say, but um, for me, you know, writing and, and playing and, you know, even being really, really young and just having memories of, you know, singing and, and church choirs, my mom, and my mom sing in the morning and, and stuff like that, you know, I just comes back to the fact that, you know, I grew up in a family that just really loved music and loved playing and, and you know, loved certain artists like my dad just really loved like folk artists like Cat Stevens and James Taylor. So I grew up kind of not only admiring those artists but admiring the fact that my parents had, you know, admired them as well. You know, for the for as long as I can remember I just really had a deep desire to do that. I just wanted to do those things and you know, it wasn't until I was nine years old that my mom finally got me a guitar and that was the instrument that just really clicked with me. I think, you know, up until that point I'd been I've been in like piano lessons. I had like a brief stint with a plastic violin. I thought I wanted to play violin at, at one point, but um, and I wish that I would have kept up with it. But um, yeah, guitar just really stuck for me. And and writing, you know, when I started playing guitar, I just immediately started writing, and it just kind of clicked. It was just like a nice thing to have in my life, and I just remember really loving it. But music was always the main thing that I wanted to do. There was never anything else, so I just consistently pursued it. The, with so much of so much of the music that you are playing now, from that being written when you were younger, um, how how has your writing style changed as you've become older and you've you know experienced the world as opposed to you know your family's music? Um, you know, I think lately I've found it you know difficult, a bit more difficult. I think you know writing the songs then and even playing them now. You know, when I was in high school, there was such a newness. Not that it's not vibrant to me anymore, but it was very new and very vibrant to me at the time. And it was something that was still not very familiar. And I think, you know, now it can be sometimes too familiar to sit down with the guitar and try to write. Yeah, they'll just be like, you know, spurts of, you know, periods of time, longer sometimes, where I just, I have a harder time writing and, and finding inspiration. But I think that also has to do with being out on the road pretty consistently lately and, mm -hmm. and playing shows. So there isn't a lot of time for that creative outlet anymore. But then it usually comes when I'm when I'm home or when I'm traveling, like for my own leisure. So I guess my gut feeling is that I never want to try to push it. You know, like I don't want to try to force write a song or anything like that. Um, I, I just want it to, to be natural and just kind of you know let it come when it when it when it wants to. I guess, but uh, it's it's a bit more difficult lately. But I'm trying not to freak out about it. And you're on your way to the bottom. Least you know where you're going Even when I'm sinking I feel sad but See I never let down and I never let go Guess that means I'm invisible And all that time I really miss my pride 
the the album even born again you know obviously has spiritual ties just in the title but then you have multiple songs that kind of have have those tones in the in the lyrics in your in your music in general what world is either your faith or you know the faith culture that you were brought up in i mean you mentioned earlier your mom singing in church choir so what has that brought to your music i think it's brought um a ton of things. I mean, I, I feel like it has everything to do with the, the person I am now, you know, the way that I think about things, how I feel about religion. Um, I mean, it's a huge part of me. I, I was raised in the church, you know, up until I moved out of the house, you know, every Sunday morning you had to, you had to be at church. And obviously my, my parents, I feel like, you know, when I grew up and was kind of honest with myself about how I felt about everything, I think they were almost relieved and so that they kind of became honest with themselves as well. So I think, you know, I, I felt like to a certain degree, like it, it was a great thing for my sister and I to, to be raised that way. I feel like it made us smart. It also ironically kind of made us open-minded, you know, to maybe how we really feel and how we really think things are. I think it's kind of arrogant to feel certain about anything. So I don't, I don't have any answers about, you know, what is truth or, you know, anything. I, I think um, I think faith is a huge thing, but I think faith not tied to religion is, is more important. You know, I don't I don't tie myself to any one thing. I definitely don't consider myself religious, but I, I would definitely say that I feel like a spiritual person. Um, but yeah, being raised in the church was, was a strange thing. And I guess it just never really, you know, I went to Baptist church almost all my life and I just, you know, kind of revisiting that or even like clicking through channels late at night and, and kind of seeing stuff on the television, you know, televangelists. And it just doesn't set right with me. It just seems so weird and distant to me now. But when I wrote Even Born Again, you know, the song itself, Even Born Again, is kind of about not even religion. It's about kind of finding redemption through just life experiences and how that is being born again. I was kind of just tying the idea of the religious aspect of the phrase being born again to how I felt about it to, to you know, to going through life and experiencing everything that you want to and, and not being ashamed of it and, and life just kind of coming full circle and you finding redemption through everything. So I was just tying all of those things together. So, but yeah, I think it has played a huge role, like a very significant role in my life as, as well as my writing. That was Sarah Jaffe. Find out more at sarahjaffe.com. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. You're listening to Andrew Bell. The song is Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. I probably didn't need to say the song name. I, I think there's some people new to Christmas. Palestinians. Well, it's, it's a very aptly named people song. People recently converted to Americanism. So, and they're 
text and things like monkey crotch left and right. I mean, they <laughs> They're just they loving their new freedom. freedom. We have said the word crotch way too many times on this podcast. <laughs> they're, they're just texting hilarious jokes, eating at honey baked ham, loving America. <laughs> America. <laughs> So anyway, it's playing right now on Relevant FM. If you if you tune in to Relevant FM right now all month long, Christmas. Mm-hmm. So all the goods. Enjoy it. Okay. It's now time for Scott Pilgrim or Thanksgiving Pilgrim. Michael Sarah. <laughs> this is the <laughs> most obscure Scott thematic game ever, but it it will will test your knowledge. And that is all. <laughs> I don't know. Scott, I, didn't, I didn't really think of an intro. Uh, Scott Pilgrim, uh, Maya, was uh, at one point facing the world, and he was played by Michael Sarah. In what, isn't film. it a graphic novel? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Scott Pilgrim is a series of six graphic novels oh, that was made in right. sort of an indie cult hit starring Michael Sarah with a lot of cool music. Yeah, like it looked um, really dumb in the, th- in the trailers, but then like all the nerds that I know loved it, said it was so good. The first 15 minutes were amazing, and then they should have just made it a short film. Really? Yeah. Kind of like The Office. It, yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. So uh, how do we play this? All right. So uh, the two contestants will take turns answering questions that are related to either Scott Pilgrim or Thanksgiving Pilgrim. So they'll have to decide which the question is related to. In the context of the questions, it'll make sense. Don't worry. So, so Josh, would you like to go first? Uh, abs- that's why I'm here. Well, I assumed. Okay. <laughs> and as always, ladies second. As always, right. yeah. Ladies second in this room. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Maya, would you like to go first? No. No, no, no. And the relevant podcast, ladies are second. I introduce her second. She does yeah. her second slice, or mm-hmm. she does her slice second, and she plays a game second. This is a well, very we're just keeping true to form. Feminist, equal opportunity. Podcast. Roxy would have none of that. Mm-hmm. She would inject herself first. Oh, well, I'm I'm a pretty progressive guy. I eat Luna bars, okay? And they say they're only made for women, but I'm not sexist, so I eat them. Maya oh. drinks the new Dr. Pepper 10. I haven't. See? We're, see, we're, yes, we're so forward-thinking. What is it? What's the tagline? Like only, only for men. Yeah. But I think as as offensive as that commercial is, it's it's actually great marketing because the women are going to be like, I'm out to prove you wrong. I'm going to buy it all and drink it all. And like, oh, this is delicious. Yes. See, I think it's delicious. Right. Yeah. See, that's what I do when I see a, the wrapper for a Luna bar, which has a silhouette of a woman dancing in the moonlight. I'm like, <laughs> you know what? It's s'mores flavor. They, women don't have uh, a lockdown on s'mores. I can enjoy this Luna bar as well. Very true, Jesse. Very true. <laughs> Josh, your turn. Okay. Just mm-hmm. just take your sip of Dr. Pepper 10 and wait your turn, Maya. Okay. All right. So, Scott. <laughs> so, Scott. So, Josh. The word... <laughs> this has really come off the rails here. All right, Josh. The word plum tree is associated with Thanksgiving pilgrims or Scott pilgrim. Plum tree. Uh, that is the uh, actual pilgrims. I'm sorry, Plum Tree is the Canadian <laughs> band that came up with the name Scott Pilgrim. It was actually one of their uh, singles, and the comic book creator listened to it and named his comic book after that. You just said a lot of words that didn't make any sense to me. <laughs> so it you've just never, got geekier you, and so you, geekier you saw and the geekier. Movie. You, I did see But you've movie. never seen the, or read the graphic novel. No, I have Maya, not you've never that. seen the movie nor read the graphic no, novel. No, and I plan to win. Okay. Wow. And, and you're you're already have. I mean, Josh has already answered one question incorrectly. So, all right, all right, Maya. Well, uh, I, I this is your chance to take an early lead. Which of the following is true about the book Lost at Sea? 
Lost at Sea was the book that Scott Pilgrim creator Brian Lee O'Malley was working on when he became inspired to write Scott Pilgrim, or written in 1911 by historian Charlotte Harping, Lost at Sea chronicles the treacherous voyage across the Atlantic by early American settlers who would become pilgrims. I'm going to go with Scott Pilgrim. You are correct, because Charlotte Harving is a gave prairie it Chad, Chad, <laughs> Chad gave it away because he laughed at your second thing. Yeah. Doesn't Start, matter. Still got a point. Charlotte. I feel bad for the for Charlotte Harping because I, uh, I Googled, as I was listening to the podcast last week, I, I, I was like, oh yeah, I made up that name. Let me Google, see if, who this person is. So if you Google Charlotte Harping, the number one uh, uh, comeback is uh, the Facebook page for Charlotte Harping. She has like 150 million new friends. <laughs> new friends. She's so happy. Yeah. <laughs> she has no idea why there's this influx of new friend requests. No. <laughs> I want Charlotte Harping to become like our art vandalette. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she's uh, Maya. She's uh, a uh, Christian Amish fiction writer. So, but very, she goes to find out like what friends she has in common with this person adding, <laughs> and it's always like Maya Strang, Cameron Strang. <laughs> I'm Chad not a friend Michael with Charlotte C. Harping. Yeah, can, can we tell every, everyone who listens to this podcast go go friend request Charlotte, <laughs> <laughs> and, but offer no explanation. Just be like, "Hey, how you doing, girl?" Love the yeah. books <laughs> with the Z. All right, so so Josh, Maya's taking an early lead. Yeah, it's here. one nothing. Um, yeah, thanks, but you Chad. can redeem yourself with this question: Which number is higher, what? the domestic <laughs> gross in dollars of of Scott Pilgrim versus the World, the movie, or the amount of turkeys consumed on Thanksgiving? I'll give you a hint: both of them are over thirty million. Uh, is this a worldwide or domestic number? Domestic. This is domestic. In dollars, or the actual number of turkeys consumed on Thanksgiving. I do not believe this film was... You're talking about the movie? The movie. Okay, yeah. I do not believe the film was as wildly successful as many had hoped. However, I do believe turkeys continue to remain popular among uh, United States Americans and uh, and immigrants. <laughs> alike here in the United States. So I'm going to go with turkeys, Jesse. You are correct. For a bonus, just for the fun of it, how many... Oh, it's over 30 million. How many turkeys are consumed on Thanksgiving? Uh, Exactly 37.3 million turkeys each year. Close, 45 million, which is a shocking... That's a turkey genocide. Well, he wasn't wasn't counting Alaska and Hawaii. Yeah, I mean, I only was the lower 48. Yeah, continental U.S. You know what's annoying? Us? Yeah. <laughs> yes. But Josh Josh answers his question like he's on who wants to be a millionaire where they like reinst- re- <laughs> restate like everything that he just asked him and like gives this like really long thing. I'm like I just get I wa- to the answer. Like, just get the answer. <laughs> a B C or D. I'm trying to win a million dollars, Maya. Don't get in my way. Oh yeah, I didn't mention there is a million dollars at stake. Okay. Oh yeah. There you go. All right, I'm ready for my turn. The the number 86. The number 86 is which? Because you're a Rotten Tomatoes fan. So the Rotten Tomatoes score of Scott Pilgrim versus the world or the weight in pounds of the largest turkey ever raised? 86. Turkey. It is the weight of the largest turkey ever raised. That is a Ooh, massive, that is a, 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 a frighteningly large turkey. That is. Did they kill it and eat it? That will take you down. I'm assuming, I'm assuming so. I, I don't know the fate of the 86-pound turkey. Okay. In the last, um, he was, but, but he Scott was Pilgrim vs. the World has an 81% on Rotten Tomatoes. Huh. <laughs> uh, approximately how many times could you watch the film Scott Pilgrim vs. the World while waiting for a 20-pound 
stuffed turkey to roast. So you're waiting for your 25 pound bird to cook. In that time period, how many times would you watch that film? You know, I, I I have no idea. I did find out last night that per pound, if you're going to fry a turkey, it's three minutes per pound. So I was yeah. hoping we would, can, can we change the question to being about frying. Are a you going to fry a turkey this year? I can't My do math is, like yeah. that on the fly. Yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna suggest that you could see that movie uh, two and a half times. You could watch the movie. Uh, about four times. I was gonna, the movie is uh, the just table. over 100 minutes long, and a four and a 25 pound bird takes 400 minutes to roast. Can I ask a quick question, um, sir? Um, is there a reason why I didn't have any options? Because it's not who wants to be millionaire. With that question, there've been options for all the other it was questions. Fill in the blank. Yeah, I mean, I figured it, it, you, you would know. It would you could between. Do a little math. Let's say you have. Okay, I'll give you five choices. <laughs> Two, three, four, five, six. I'll take. I'll take four. Okay. Nope. Uh, correct. It was two and a half. Incorrect. Two and a half. <laughs> All right. What's so? Do we have a score update? Two, two to one, Maya. Two to one, Maya. Yeah. Give Maya a true false. That's fine. <laughs> well, okay. All right. I'll, you know, I did have a, a, a true or false queued up, but I will. I'll save that for you, Josh. Okay. If that's how. Okay. If that would make. If this I lose. Wait. So you criticize the judges' tactics and then you get what you want? Yeah. Yeah. Right. What are we teaching the eight-year-old? All right. All right, watch fine, college fine. football yeah, true or false but. oh well, this isn't even technically a true or false <laughs> this is just <laughs> which ask is true. me the question okay uh. <laughs> All right, which of these are wow okay which of these is true there were several accounts of movie moviegoers having epileptic seizures seizures during screenings of scott pilgrim versus Wait, the world caesar was involved Epileptic Caesars? I didn't know that Caesar had epilepsy. No, it's, lo- it's what happens in Las Vegas okay. when you stay at Caesars. So there's all these I'm, guys I'm who going play. To be the question. So all the guys, <laughs> all these guys who play Caesar at at the big hotel Caesar, yeah, in Las Caesars. Vegas, they all all of them that have epilepsy were in the theater. Yes, right. because every they were one eating, of you guys just got negative points. Eating, <laughs> eating Caesar salad. The million dollar prize has been forfeited. <laughs> Bad sportsmanship. <laughs> It's called the host has feelings too. And he's <laughs> All right. No, okay. <laughs> One of these is true. There were several accounts of movie go- goers having epileptic seizures yes. during screenings of Scott Pilgrim versus the world due to the brightly flashing colors in several action scenes. Or the United States Air Force found out that turkeys can have heart attacks because they were doing tests to break the sound barrier and nearby turkeys were dropping dead. Turkeys dropping dead. Bam, you are correct. Woo. I read the news. I remember that a couple Four years to ago. One. Josh, you, you have a 50-50 on this one. So okay. you, you have two lose. choices. So you, you might get back on the board here. Nope. Four to one. Okay. Who was younger, Scott Pilgrim at the beginning of the first book or Pocahontas when she saved John Smith? Oh. Who was younger? Uh, the answer was uh, Scott Pilgrim. No, Pocahontas was only 12. <laughs> <laughs> My, Maya's running away with this. So thing. wait, well, Maya, you're saying I'm it's three winner. to one? It is three to one. Oh, okay. I... I, my calculator that must is be why I am over here making this myself it's my favorite thing when Cameron keeps score and these games go as high as three and four and he, he yeah. still comes back and is like wait what's the score <laughs> alright my which is the which is a greater number the average number of calories an American consumes on Thanksgiving day or the combined number of pages in all six Scott Pilgrim Ooh. graphic novels 
I'm gonna go with calories. So it's really high. Boom! I'm so smart. Are you kidding me? That's four. How many calories are consumed? It's a leaflet. Like 3,300. Close. 3,000. What up, yo? I know a lot of turkey trivia. So basically, I won. Right? Well, yep. we'll do a couple more like just to, fourth, just to so Josh inning, doesn't get his feelings hurt. Fourth inning in Little League, and it's 22 to nothing. <laughs> I think I think we need to bring out the free Cokes. We need the team <laughs> mom to come out and bring the Dr. Pepper 10. Yes, mm-hmm. for, the, yeah. for the men. For the, boys. Men. for the man boys. And the one and girl. There's a, and there's a whole box of Luna bars for the tail. girls. This podcast is full of man boys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, all right, Josh. Which of the following is true for both the movies, Scott Pilgrim versus the world, and the Thanksgiving classic, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles? So one of these facts applies to both of those films. Both are rated PG-13. Both were distributed by Universal Pictures, both films have only one degree of separation from Macaulay Culkin, or both films were originally to be released in 3D. Uh, the Macaulay Culkin uh, one degree of separation. PG thirteen. You are correct. Do you know the Do you know the degrees of separation? Um, it is um, John Candy is Macaulay Culkin's younger brother. <laughs> no, but Macaulay Culkin's younger brother is in Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Boom. He's one of the stars, Karen, uh, Karen Colgan, um, and the the director of Plane, Trains, and Automobiles is John Hughes, who also did Home Alone. Hmm. All right, Maya, this is just to, to for really... All the, for all just the marbles. To rub it in. Just to rub it in. For all the marbles. Yeah. All right, uh, which of the following facts is shockingly true? More than 300 guitars were destroyed in the making of Scott Pilgrim's epic battle scenes. Or the Macy's Day's Parade is the country's second largest consumer of helium in the United States, just behind the U.S. government. 300 guitars. Ooh, it's the Macy's Day Parade. Oh, see, if we kept going, I feel like you're going down. I, why, would, why don't we do baseball rules? I mean, like, you know, you ended on the top of the ninth if, if that team, you know, didn't win. You know what I'm saying? Well, the real reason is we had more questions. Okay. <laughs> they don't do that I mean, baseball. the game was over. We can cut it short, but these questions are already written. So, <laughs> well, then they must be said. We worked on this. They must be said. Do you know how hard it is to find questions that relate to both Scott Pilgrim and Thanksgiving? <laughs> it's remarkably hard. You make it sound so easy, though. I, it may sound like that, but this was the hardest game. Uh, and and, and uh, Chad contributed a few questions, too. It was nearly impossible to write. So Maya won yes. the, the inaugural edition of Scott Pilgrim or <laughs> Original Pilgrim. To keep Can she win a honey baked ham sandwich? Aww. Can she at least get that, that out of the deal? Just I, put it on layaway I for I will her? put it on layaway for her. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Stay tuned up next. Your feedback. Tis the season to be jolly. Fala la 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 la. Don we now our gay apparel. Fala la 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 la. Troll the ancient Yuletide carol. Fala la 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 la. You're listening to Nat King Cole. The song is Deck the Halls. Smooth. So smooth. So smooth. It goes down like. I'm very relaxed right now. I'm very relaxed and very creepy right now. I just, <laughs> I just don't want to do the rest of the podcast after that. There's no way not to sound creepy, no matter what you're saying. Uh, it's from the album The Christmas Song. It's playing right now on Relevant FM. Okay, it's time for your feedback. Last week, we asked you for your craziest Black Friday stories. 
Uh, not Rebecca Black craziest Rebecca Black stories, but your Black Friday stories. Because uh, we all have a lot of those. <laughs> you went over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com and posted your feedback there. Here's a few of our favorites. Well, I like what Just Kev said. He said he's not a huge Black Friday shopper, but one year he wanted to just have the experience. So he wasn't shopping for anything in particular. He just walked around the store and would pick up the most popular things. Then he would later find someone who was looking to buy one of those items but couldn't find it and then give them to them. (laughs) Sounds pretty weird. He's so generous. He should have just bought it and then sold it on eBay. Exactly. If I, I those Smart would all be idea. on Craigslist if I was just Kev. But just Kev's a giving guy. Just Kev. He's just Kev. He's. I think it's not just Kev. I think it's just Kev. Like he's very just. Why do you keep saying just Kev? Kev? It's just Kevin. It's like it's the full word Kevin. Just Kevin. But you keep saying just Kev. I don't know why I was saying Kev. Maybe because just Kev sounds better. <laughs> I honestly don't know why. It's like my mind somehow blocked out the the I and the end. I don't know. I can't explain it. It's the bull. It's the bullfrog all over again. <laughs> Maybe I just know what would make things better, and my mind automatically changes that. I don't know. I wasn't gonna say it's like, it's like humor dyslexia. <laughs> it's like my my mind sees words a way that they would be funnier, and I don't. Know why. I wasn't gonna say anything until you went on this whole thing about just Kev, and like you kept talking about how perfect that name was, and it's like oh, it's not. It's not actually him. the name. Oh boy! Okay, his friends call him that. Yeah, me and Kevin are good buds. That's why. <laughs> me and just Kevin. It's go just in. Kev. Uh, Aaron McFadden says, "So I arrived at Best Buy around three in the morning to do a ton of shopping for other family members who had given me their shopping list." That's a nice thing for Errol to do. That is. The line was already around the front and halfway wrapped around the side of the building. This was a chilly Chicagoland night, so people looked like refugees huddled in blankets, drinking hot beverages and telling stories of Black Fridays in years gone by. (laughs) By the time they opened the doors and the now significantly longer line of shoppers slithered its way into the giant retail store like Hebrews across the Jordan into the promised land. Uh, when I was finally was able to snag the four big ticket items I was commissioned to acquire, there formed an equally long checkout line, which serpentined around the inside perimeter Ooh, good two or three times. I was wordy. floored and disappointed. I had to hit up three other stores after this one. Just as I was about to resign myself to standing in line for the rest of the morning, I suddenly saw a small handwritten sign which said, sing karaoke for the crowd and jump to the front of the line. Apparently, an employee thought this would be a great gag, getting some poor sucker to ditch their ego and be the laughing stock of the entire Best Buy. Who would subject themselves to this degree of humiliation? Who? Me. That's who. I cannot sing a note, but I hate lines. I ran for the karaoke station and belted out an Elvis Christmas classic as the entire Black Friday bunch listened over the store's sound system. <laughs> Humiliated, yep, but I didn't waste my life away in that line. That's a, that's a good story. I, that's I a good like story. That. He ended up singing over the PA system. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I, yeah, I think that's pretty much the pinnacle of what could happen at a Black Friday. Yeah. That's not tragic. Right. That's not I tragic. mean, if it was tragic, a lot more crazier stuff could happen. Because death happens. But that one, no one got hurt or trampled. Or, or, or pinned under a flat screen TV. Uh, we got a couple of uh, corrections and feedback. I always love these. I don't know how you feel. Chris <laughs> and Dave took it upon themselves to do the math that uh, if Roxy is do now them. 30, uh, mm-hmm. she was born in 1981, three years after the police released their hit single, Roxanne. Um, and so it's co- entirely plausible that Roxy was named after the character of Roxanne oh, in, the, in the song. One of the things that I love from specifically Chris, he says, sorry, but 
if Roxanne is 30 now. It's as if he's not quite sure we can she can be trusted. <laughs> right. It's true. If that's her real age. Right. It's true. It's he true. Can't take her word. So thanks, Chris. The other thing, I appreciate the corrections, I do. But is the expectation really that we have such a vast knowledge of popular culture that any random reference that comes up, we know the exact date yes. in relation to our ages. We don't at actually fact check yes. anything. <laughs> so here's the difference. I think people listen sometimes thinking we're kind of like sports radio. You know, if like somebody yeah. got a sports fact wrong, you'd call in, call awesome out, and wealthy. like the shop. Remember that guy? Stump the shop. Right. Yeah. So, so, I, but what they don't realize is that. Uh, when the listeners go hang out with their friends at Wendy's for lunch mm-hmm. and they just fart around for an hour, mm-hmm. that's what this podcast is for just us. Eating the Baconator. So it's like, <laughs> you're going to say stuff wrong at Wendy's. You yeah. just don't have 70,000 people correcting you afterwards. Yeah. Right. So, it's like yeah. a football stadium surrounding us doing this podcast every week. It's, it's like the heavenly gonna, host of witnesses watching us. If you're going to take time to correct us, you might as well take time to put us to answer our slice questions. So and by the it. way, <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah. So they he didn't answer the question. Yeah, they they just yeah, to exactly. Us. I don't. Okay. Qualify every correction or if I mispronounce something, uh, oh, we'll or, correct you, on that. you know, if we don't know, uh, you know, uh, the ra- a random date of pop culture, occurrence at least answer the question chris and as and as a listener and dave and dave too and as a listener you shouldn't and be going just to... kev he did nothing wrong but i just want to say his, I name. Just want to say his name again they shouldn't be going to wendy's in the first place it's their fault yeah they should have gone to bank ham it's yeah. the week of thanksgiving come on it's i mean yeah, they yeah, have, you have sandwiches on layaway all year round <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay, so that's it for your feedback. Here's this week's editorial question of the week. As you know, this is a huge week for American cinema. The Criterion for, for Collection uh, people <laughs> are like ready to go to add a new one to the Criterion Collection. I love how animated he is. The, I mean, this is a big deal. Very excited. The Muppets movie has, yeah. has hit the theaters. Mm-hmm. So uh, it got us thinking about, you know, nostalgia, mm-hmm. childhood, mm-hmm. innocence. And we got thinking like, what other childhood nostalgic things should should be made into a movie or brought back in the form of a movie. Um, My old blankie. Now, I know we did this in the summer when we were talking about board games with Rock'em Sock'em Robot came out and stuff like that. Mm. So we're not talking necessarily board games like Candyland because that's actually happening. What other childhood memory things that you loved would make a great film? So we want to know that. We want to know, so the film, the premise, and any pertinent information that helps us see your vision for what this I'm new thinking, film is. I'm uh, thinking My Buddy and Kid Sister. My Buddy. You guys remember Pete and Pete? Yeah. yeah. That should be made into a movie. So wait, wait, would it be recast with new kids or would it be them as adults? Ooh. I think it should be really high concept <laughs> where it's like the, the, the current, the, like the older adults are somehow incorporated into the film recast. Well, it's their kids. So they're the, their dads now. And they have exactly, exactly. Pete Junior and Pete Junior. The other show that I would like to see, I, I just wanted to be the movie would be the first like five episodes in a shot for shot remake of Hey Dude. Oh, I loved Hey Dude. I actually liked yeah, Hey Dude so too. Did I. What about Clarissa Explains It All? Oh, yes. Yeah. See, there's so many good movies waiting to be made. Uh, what about the Munchie Cheese? The Munchkins? The monk, no, monk the munchies. The monk, the monk, the well, didn't the munchies cheese have like the little sayings on their shirt with yeah. like whatever their emotion was? Garbage pail kids. There no, was garbage a movie. pail kids. Wasn't was there a movie? Was there? Wasn't there a garbage pail kids movie? I don't know, but I want a trapper keeper movie. 
<laughs> just a movie. <laughs> yep. That's great. But it's actually about a woodsman who's it, hunting bears. Right. It'll be directed. He's a DVD. trapper keeper. It's a and thriller. He, <laughs> and he hoards all the bears all that he bears. traps. <laughs> it's just unfortunately titled. Like all these nostalgic, you know, people from our generation go, and it's this horror film about <laughs> a psychotic <laughs> bear trap. <laughs> trapper keeper. He, and he zips him up. It's like the human The centipede. tearing you hear isn't Velcro. Yeah. <laughs> Was that a bear <laughs> making that noise? I don't know. It's a, it's, it's a mystery. You have to see the movie to find out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So go what over. Is that crazy screaming. Go over to the podcast <laughs> episode page. It's, again, it's high concept. At, at uh, relevantmagazine.com and uh, click on this week's episode and post your replies there. Next week, we will uh, read our favorites. All right, so uh, a couple a couple of housekeeping notes before we wrap it up. So we've been playing, you know, Christmas music all podcast long. Uh, Relevant FM right now is taken over by the elves. You look great in your Christmas sweater. Thank by the you, way. thank you. Big candy cane <laughs> yeah. and kitty cats. Thanks for dressing. Um, it's got little battery packs so the lights work. <laughs> yeah, it's eighty degrees outside. I'm sweating like a pig, but. Uh, Got to got to keep it in the festival. Speaking of honey bacon, so so anyway, uh, we actually uh, are 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 giving our subscribers a, a little Christmas surprise next week hmm. that has something to do with some of the things you might have heard on this yeah. podcast. I like can't, honey bake ham sandwiches. I can't, I can't <laughs> tell you. TVs. I can't tell you, but uh, if you're a subscriber to Relevant, you'll be getting an email from us or, or a tweet or a something uh, here first week in December with a little gift, no strings attached, just us saying thanks. Is it the DVD for the movie No Strings Attached? <laughs> it, yeah. it's, it's actually just pirated. I got it when I was in India. and uh, It's signed by Just Kev. And, yeah. and you've also made layaway reservations at every honey-baked ham around the country because you have their name and addresses. Yeah, we went ahead and did that for everybody. <laughs> we didn't pay for the ham, but it's you got a ham on layaway and you got to pay for it. Right? You better you better pick that up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, right now, uh, you know, the November issue of Relevant is out and there's a card in there for um, gift subscriptions. Mm-hmm. If you want to give Relevant uh, as a, uh, or subscription to Relevant as a gift this Christmas, it's uh, $9.99. Hmm. It's only nine ninety nine, and then get the free gift. And you get—I don't know if the recipient does. The giver would. Oh. I don't know, but the the recipient <laughs> will get the four free albums. The recipient will get a lot of new premium stuff we're adding to the website next year, and the iPad edition, all for nine ninety nine. It's not Great a bad deal. gift. Uh, we actually literally added it up when you do ninety nine cents a track, and you uh, do the price of the magazine and the price of the iPad and all that. You literally get one hundred thirty eight dollars worth of stuff for nine ninety nine. So if you're really cheap, don't wait in line at Kohl's. Yeah. Just subscribe to Relevant, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. On Black Friday. On Black Friday. Um, many thanks to Sarah Jaffe for talking to us. Check out her uh, new project at sarahjaffe.com. And on that note, that'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm second. I'm Josh Luan Loveless. <laughs> I am second.com. Look at you. It's all about Maya. It's been sponsored. It's her personal blog. It's been sponsored. I am second.com. Uh, <laughs> and I'm Jesse Carey. That's Chad Michael Snavely. We'll see you next week. Not today. It's Black Friday, Black Friday. Gotta go to Coles on Black Friday. Everybody's going. Thanks for listening to the Relevant Podcast. For more, go to relevantmagazine.com. The honey baked ham layaway is the ultimate economic indicator of the depth of this recession.